back to the Dr. Greg Jones Optimization Academy, and I am super duper 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 honored. It's been a while since I've done a podcast or a video, but I wanted to wait until I got the, the guests that I really appreciate and respect, and so I have one of these guys today. So my guest today is Dr. Weston Childs from Restart Medical. Before I introduce him, let me tell you something. This is, I go to this guy's website when I'm stumped or when I can't figure something out or if I'm like, you know what, I want to do this, what would Weston do? And I go to his website and to be honest with you, we'll talk about his background. I thought he was a Canadian naturopath because there's so much information and it's out there and it's just great. So I'm, I'm honored today. So I'll give you a quick intro to Dr. Weston. You go by Dr. Weston or Dr. Childs? Dr. Childs is fine. It doesn't cool. matter. Okay, yeah. cool. So Dr. Childs is an osteopathic physician who specializes in helping people improve their health through balancing their hormones. He strongly believes that the key to leading a long, healthy life is by keeping your hormones, and those hormones being testosterone, estrogen, thyroid, and cortisol, in check and at their optimal levels. His goal is to help over 1 million people feel better and impact their lives in a positive way. Dr. Childs is working towards his goal through constant updates to his podcast and website, through the formulation of high quality supplements and by, and by providing people with the information they need to take action. I consider Dr. Childs and his website one of the greatest online resources on thyroid and hormone health out there and I'm honored to have him as a guest. And with no further ado, how's it going Dr. Childs? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I really appreciate that because that's, that's something I really want to do is actually help people. You know, when we talk about these things, I think it's important for people to get information, but to also take some actionable information. They need to be able to do something with what we're talking about. So I think that's a really important aspect. So yeah, happy to be here. Um, really excited to have this discussion. Yeah, and, and again, with that website about giving information, because if any of you have been to his website, and I hope after this you go see it, a lot of times you go to a website, a doctor's website, and, and mine's kind of the same way. It's very high level. It's like, this is a thyroid, this is testosterone, but your website actually goes into a little bit more detail on like, hey, this is what, if you're feeling like this, it could be this, here's more detail, here's what to ask your doctor. This is the question to ask, you know, mm -hmm. are you, you know, so I think that's very important. The information is vast and very, not, and, and um, let's say that again, <clears throat> the information is very vast and detailed on that website. And I think people get a lot from it. So we are happy about that. So, um, just give a little bit of background, like how did you get into this, so more of the hormone health and thyroid health? Because again, being osteopath is osteopath a little different than, you know, not endocrinology, you know, did you do endocrinology as your? No, okay, internal gotcha. medicine, yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, I, I always kind of say that um, uh, I stumbled sort of into the, the, thi the field of thyroid management and the thyroid patients sort of found me, not the other way around. Um, but I found out pretty quickly when I was in the conventional medicine and conventional medical system that it just really wasn't, um, it wasn't for me. You know, uh, when you're in that system it, and you're, you know, quote unquote, helping people, you're really just pushing medications and or surgery, right? That's pretty much all you can do in that system. And I became pretty obsessed early on with therapies that actually help people feel better. I'm talking, you know, you, you give somebody something, they notice a difference, right? And they feel that difference and they feel better. And you can compare that to when you go to your doctor and you get something like, you know, antihypertensive medications, so medications for high blood pressure, medications for um, high cholesterol, whatever it is, you take those medicines, you don't feel any different, right? You don't, you don't, you don't notice a change. But I wanted to, um, from a very early stage, I wanted to help people actually feel better. And I think the single best way to do that is by taking hormones. And, um, you know, in your case, you probably do a lot of uh, testosterone replacement therapy and, you know, uh, therapy for menopause and ther thyroid, or, uh, therapies and hormones for thyroid management. You see an almost immediate improvement in patients as they do this. You know, if you take a man's testosterone from 200 to 900, they're going to feel a lot better, like pretty rapidly, right? And they're going to be, you know, very grateful for that. So that's sort of how I got into the field of hormone management. Um, and I actually really wanted to do a lot of weight loss, but um, I was taken down the thyroid field because 
so many patients, and we're going to be talking about this, I'm sure, as we, as we go through this, but so many patients out there struggle with thyroid problems and, they, and they're not getting the right type of treatment from their doctor. You know, they're being largely ignored. Um, they're not looking at the right tests. You know, they're, they're being told that it's in their head or that they're, they're crazy for feeling this way. And so there was just this huge gap in people that needed the treatment. And all I did, which is crazy, and all I did was just provide them with that treatment and research. And, you know, it was just sort of a snowball effect from there. And more people started to come in and then, you know, I was helping those people and they were telling other people and then it just, you know, sort of, you know, rapidly progressed from there. So that's sort of how I got into it. Um, I, I'll say one other thing too, which I think is important. I don't know if this is the same way as you, but I learned a lot from my family members. So I kind of used my family members a little bit as, as guinea pigs. You know, they'd be upset if they heard that. But, you know, my wife and my mother specifically. And so my wife, you know, suffered from uh, treatment resistant depression and some metabolic dysfunction um, as a result of eating disorders that she had in her, in her teenage years. And then my mom is one of those really sensitive patients. She had Hashimoto. She would react to all medications, all supplements. And so I had to kind of tweak both of them. And they were my hardest patients, but from fixing and kind of helping them is where I learned all this stuff. So that's sort of how I entered into this field and why I focus a lot on thyroid management. And so it's interesting you say that because when it comes to hormones, people know when they don't feel well. Absolutely. They just yeah. know. And when you have that lab review and you say, hey, this is my diagnosis based on that, they're like, I knew it. I knew it was my thyroid. I knew it was my testosterone. I knew it was my estrogen. They just know it because you're, you sense it, you feel it, you know something is off. So I think that's the, the gratification of it is, is seeing that, you know, that, hey, you're not crazy and B, we can help you. It, there's a lot of, of joy that comes from that. So we are going to focus on thyroid today. And so we, the first thing I want to talk to you about is the symptoms and signs of having thyroid dysfunction. And we're going to focus on hypothyroid just because it's more prevalent. But now, there are some signs that a lot of people know about, but then there's some more subtle signs. So we're going to start with those very, like, this is straight up, you know, nine times out of 10, this is thyroid. But here's some other things that you may not be thinking about. So in your experience, and it's very vast, like, what are those big signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism? Yeah, well, let me, let me say one other thing, too, um, before we get into there. Um, I wanted to say, to piggyback off of a comment you made earlier, and that is, when we're t whenever I'm talking to patients, whenever any doctor is talking to a patient, um, you need to take seriously how that patient is feeling, right? They know more about their body than the doctor does. And, and sometimes it's hard to put into words how you're feeling, right? And so you mentioned previously, if you feel that something is wrong, you know, I can almost guarantee that that's true, right? There is definitely something, you just need to find it. And often going to the, going to the right doctor to do the right sort of searching and lab test review, as you mentioned previously, that's all you need to do, right? And uh, treating that and figuring it out is, is the hard part, but you, you wanna make sure you go to somebody who can do that and isn't gonna ignore you. Um, now onto the, the symptoms related to the thyroid. These are so common. And so I would say there's a, this is sort of how I think about it. And I think this is a, a helpful way to think about it. Um, when it comes to hormone dysfunction, we'll say that, and you have dysfunction in your thyroid and other hormones, but we'll talk about thyroid right now. All of these symptoms exist on a spectrum. Okay. And so what you have to realize is that if, if we were to line up, let's say, a um, hundred different patients and we were to look at them and we were to look at their, their body type, their hair color, their eye color, their body mass, where they put fat on their body, you know, all of these things, we would see a huge variety in people. Okay. We would see, you know, differences in every single aspect, but here's, what's crazy. When your doctor looks at your hormone hormones and looks at you, they are going to treat you the same as every other patient. There is no distinction between you and somebody else, an 88 year old patient, a 30 year old patient, you know, a man, a female, whatever it is, there, there's no distinction to them. And so you have to kind of keep this in the back of your mind as you're evaluating how you feel. What you experience and how you feel is going to be different than what somebody else is going to experience. So you can't, you can't just easily extrapolate this information. But in terms of the symptoms, I would say, and it's a long, 
roundabout way to get here. But I would say the most common that people, that people talk about uh, for sure is a slowed metabolism, which is going to lead to weight gain. That's probably number one. That's, I would say, you know, number one or number two in terms of symptoms that people experience. Number two, low energy or fatigue. You know, if you think about what the thyroid is doing, it's really the way that your body sort of revs up the metabolism. It revs up any cell that it's touching. So if you can think about that um, and, and the fact that it's impacting almost every cell in your body, that will help you sort of understand how these symptoms come up. So we have um, decreased energy, weight gain. We have constipation, right? If you think about that analogy I just mentioned, um, if you're slowing down the intestinal tract, what's that going to do? It's going to cause constipation. If you slow down uh, how many calories you're burning every day, what are you going to do? You're going to gain weight. Um, another common sign, I would say probably up there in top three or top four is hair loss. Then we have things like menstrual irregularities. Uh, we have muscles and joint pain. We have depression, slowing down your thought process. You mentioned earlier, kind of made a joke about it, but brain fog, that's a huge symptom. Brain fog, depression, and so on. And the other thing that I would add is that each of these symptoms sort of um, you know, exist on this spectrum. So if you have, you could have somebody who has the same severity of thyroid disease, but instead of, instead of experiencing something like 50 pounds of weight gain, they might experience five pounds of weight gain, but have really severe depression. Okay. So they could have really severe depression and a little bit of weight gain or over on this side, you could have a lot of depression or the opposite of what I mentioned previously, you know, and, and other symptoms. So I would say you kind of have to evaluate it on an individual basis, but going back to what you mentioned previously, it all depends on you and how you're feeling. Like, you know, if something is off. So I'd say those are probably the biggest symptoms of, of, of thyroid dysfunction. Um, but obviously there are so many more. Oh, it's a huge spectrum. And it, it's cool sometimes when you have a patient in and they're just like, okay, my um, doctor or my primary care, primary care uh, diagnosed with, with the depression or they say I have anxiety and you run their labs. I'm like, you're not depressed. You don't have any thyroid, mm -hmm. you know, and you're able, to, you're able to make those changes and get them feeling better. And you mentioned the weight gain and the metabolism piece of it. So that's my big thing when I'm having that conversation is if you're like, hey, I'm working out, I have a trainer, I'm eating healthy. Why am I gaining weight? Or I'm not losing any weight. And that's mm -hmm. where we start diving into the hormone piece of especially thyroid because of that control of metabolism and energy. So that's a big one. So that being but, said, sorry, let ahead. me jump in. No, no, let me, yeah, you know, you're good. I just want to jump in on, on something you said, which is, is so important. And this is just what I would consider good medicine. All right. So when you come in, doctors are trained to look at reversible causes of depression. So let's say your presenting symptom is depression. You come into your doctor and you say, Hey, you know, I'm just not feeling very, you know, as well as I would normally, I'm not enjoying the things I used to enjoy. And that your doctor can say you have depression. Well, your doctor can't actually say you have depression without first checking off the list of things that cause reversible symptoms of depression, right? And one of those would be your thyroid, as you mentioned. You have to check your thyroid. That's just good medicine. Another one would be B12 deficiency, which is very common. You know? So these little things, just getting to the root cause can fix that problem. And it's just, that's just not what you're getting from your doctor, right? You're just not getting longer than a five to 10 minute visit with your doctor. You're not getting, you know, that sort of comprehensive panel that we're talking about. And, you know, I, I don't exactly know how Dr. Jones or, you know, Greg, I'm not sure what you go by, but I don't know how exactly you practice, but I'm sure it's very similar to what we're talking about here. You're going to look at somebody in their entirety. You're going to get that comprehensive lab panel. And these are all really important things. So if you are a patient and you are being told that anything is in your head, and I'm talking to you guys listening to this, make sure you go to somebody who's going to listen to you and get the test that you need. So sorry for jumping in. I just want to oh, make no, sure. No, it's exactly. Different. I mean, we can, that could be a whole other podcast, man, because yeah. we could talk about like gut health and neurotransmitter mm -hmm. function and nutritional deficiencies that lead to depression and all these things. It's yeah. a whole person approach, not, hey, take this, you know, serotonin, you know, reuptake inhibitor, take an SSRI, yeah. here you go. And, you know, and it's just like, yeah. okay, then the problem is, and again, I don't want to get too far off base with this, but it's such a fascinating topic is that there's never an off ramp. Mm -hmm. it's like you're on these meds, you're feeling okay, stay on these meds. And there's never a deeper dive. And now they have yeah. other problems stemming from taking the meds for so long. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole other thing. Now, so, you, know, you mentioned lab work. 
And this is something, the bane of my existence, we get a new patient in, bring your labs in, I look at their labs, there's a TSH, mm -hmm. and there's a free T4. Yeah. If the, if the TSH is high, if, that's if, yeah, yeah, right? If, yeah. And I'm like, where are the rest of your labs? And they're yeah, like, right. this is it. And I'm like, yeah, this is nothing. This means yeah. almost nothing to me. Yeah. So um, when it comes to lab work, let's talk about traditional testing, what we see from those primary care doctors. We kind of started that path of TSH and T4 versus mm -hmm. a comprehensive thyroid testing panel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a great topic and one that I, I really want to, I think is worth spending a little bit uh, of time on here. Uh, because here's, here's a common story, right? Exactly as you mentioned, you come in, a patient comes in and I'll tell them or they'll, they'll read something on my blog post and they'll say, you know, I have all the symptoms of the low thyroid function. I'm pretty sure I have it, but I went to my doctor, they said my labs were fine. And then when you actually look at that, their, their doctor has only looked at one test. And what's really interesting about this is there are probably, you know, I haven't counted um, or kept track of them, but I could probably come up with eight to 10 lab tests that you can use to actually evaluate thyroid function at multiple levels. And so I'm gonna talk about several of these. Um, I'm not sure if that number is exact, but we can talk about it sort of as we go. But um, traditionally, when you go to a doctor and they wanna look at your thyroid function, they order a single test called thyroid stimulating hormone. You mentioned it previously or alluded to it. And that is, it stands for TSH. And it's really a hormone that is produced in the brain in the pituitary gland. Um, and it feed or actually stimulates a thyroid gland to produce thyroid hormone. And so it doesn't even come from the thyroid gland itself. It comes from the brain. What's really interesting though, and I, you know, again, we can, I don't wanna get too off topic here, but what's really interesting about this is that this is the only hormone system that I know of um, that doctors, when they evaluate it, they don't look at the direct free hormone uh, concentration of that particular organ. So if you take, for instance, testosterone, if I was gonna test you for testosterone, I wouldn't look at um, luteinizing hormone or FSH, which are the pituitary equivalents um, that get produced from the, the pituitary gland. I would look at your free and total testosterone level, right. which is crazy, right? Now, if I were to say the same thing about cortisol, how do I check your cortisol? Well, I look at your cortisol. I don't look at your ACTH, which is the pituitary equivalent, right? So the, for whatever reason, doctors have just determined that the only way to look at the thyroid is through the TSH, which isn't even the free and active thyroid hormone concentration right. in your blood. So what if, for whatever reason, this is just how it is. And, you know, there's some, we could talk about this in detail about why that, why people think that this is better and so on, but this is just the way that it is. So if you're going to your doctor, they're going to get the TSH. And maybe as you alluded to previously, if the TSH is abnormal, which is a really wide range for them, and you want to be a little more narrow, which we can talk about optimal versus normal lab tests in a, in a little bit here, if you want. Um, if that if that test is abnormal, then they might do a re, what's called a reflex to a free T4. And that means if this TSH is abnormal, then we're going to get the free T4 level, which is finally that free thyroid hormone level that you want to be looking at. But what's even crazier about that is they're not even looking at the right one, right? <laughs> they, they, look at the, they look at the inactive thyroid hormone, which is T4, not the active thyroid hormone, which is T3. And so I don't want to get confusing to you guys here. Um, this isn't a dissertation on why, you know, the, the, the endocrinologists and the standard doctors are ordering the wrong test. But I want you to know that they are really not looking at it in in the best way. So if you want to get a better comprehensive look at your thyroid, here's what you would do. Okay. So if you're a patient listening to this and you're thinking, I have all the symptoms of thyroid dysfunction, you know, I've been told that my thyroid is normal. What should I do here? I'll, I'll you know, get out a pen and paper. I'm going to tell you what to get. So you want to get the TSH. It is still valuable. Um, even though it's not the best test, you do want to get it. You want to get a free T4. You want to get a free T3. These reflect, or these show the actual free concentration of thyroid hormones that are floating around in your blood, right? So if you're looking at how much thyroid hormone is there, you have to get these things. Now, another important one, so I can't remember, I think where I'm for here, is reverse T3. So reverse T3 um, is an inactive thyroid metabolite, which blocks thyroid function. And we can get into the reverse T3 physiology if you want to in a little bit, but um, you know, it's kind of up to you. Then the other, the other thing that you want to get are your thyroid antibodies. So we have thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibody. And the reason that 
these are so important is because the number one cause of thyroid dysfunction or low thyroid function, or another word for that is hypothyroidism, is an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And what's really interesting is most doctors, even though let's say somewhere between 70 and 90%, depending on which studies you look at, um, of patients who have low thyroid function have this autoimmune disease, most doctors aren't even looking for it, right? They don't even know. And they don't, they don't care if you have it, which is crazy because you can actually reverse it and treat it in different ways. So, you know, each of these topics we could dive into and go, um, into a lot more detail. Uh, but those I would say are the five or so tests that you have to get if you really want to evaluate your thyroid. This will help you determine, you know, is your thyroid producing enough thyroid hormone? Um, are you converting and activating that thyroid hormone correctly? And do you have an autoimmune disease which could be damaging your thyroid? And also how is the brain thyroid connection working? That's a TSH2 sort of free T3 and free T4 levels. Um, you know, and as Dr. Jones had mentioned that, you know, it's incomplete if you don't get all these tests. Like what, what, um, what can you draw? What conclusion can you draw if you're only looking at, you know, a tiny, uh, a piece of the puzzle, not the whole thing, right? That, that's sort of how I look at it. You have to be getting all of these things if you really want to get an, an accurate picture of what's going on. Um, so that's, that's what I would say that people need to get and they need to know about that. No, it's super important. And I think that it's funny that this, the way they test is also the way they treat. Absolutely. Because it's like, okay, if I'm going to, you know, we'll get into treatment in the next segment of our mm -hmm. uh, part two of this yeah. is, you know, if I'm, okay, if I'm looking for T4, I'm basically giving you T4 or level, right. thyroxine, level thyroxine or Synthroid, mm -hmm. but I'm not looking the, and I think the thought process, they, thought process they have is that if I give you a lot of T4, you're going to convert it to T3, which is the right. thyroid hormone but they're not taking into account what's actually happening in the body. Is it actually mm -hmm. converting? You know, is there a nutritional deficiency? Is there, are they stressed out and turning against reverse T3? I think yeah. that is missing that piece of it. And so you get people coming in, like I'm on medication. I still feel like crap because yeah. they're not looking at the active part, what really matters to your body and what's actually binding to the cells and making things happen. So I think hopefully that, that, shift, you know, there can be a paradigm shift that, you know, people start looking at it or even asking their doctors to look at it so they can actually get the proper amount of treatment. Now, kind of uh, you segue it's great we segued into the next part of this is that you talked about Hashimoto's being one of the mm -hmm. number one causes of thyroid dysfunction so what are some other root causes of thyroid problems or low thyroid function yeah well they're, they're actually quite a bit um, I would say there are you know the traditional types of and causes of hypothyroidism which your doctor is sort of looking for and then I would say kind of going back to the, to the very beginning of this discussion we talked about these sort of lesser known or not quite as common causes which still result in low thyroid function or dysfunction of the thyroid gland but they're sort of uh, subclinical not in the sense that they're subclinical that, that they don't cause symptoms but subclinical in the sense that they're they're easily missed right so if you have you know just if your thyroid is dysfunctional but let's say only 20 or 30 percent off um, it's going to be harder to see that reflection on your lab test, even though you're feeling that 20% drag. Um, okay, so going back to what you're mentioning before, let's talk a little bit about the root causes then. So number one, hands down of low thyroid dysfunction. This is what we're talking about. Low thyroid, meaning hypothyroidism. There's a lot of confusion between hyper and hypo. So you can think of hypo as low and hyper as high. In this case, we're talking about low thyroid function would be Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is the autoimmune disease um, of the thyroid gland. It's uh, sort of the exact opposite of something called Graves' disease, which causes, again, the exact opposite condition, which is hyperthyroidism. So I don't want to confuse you about talking about hyperthyroidism here, but Hashimoto's thyroiditis, about 70 to 90%, depending on what studies you look at, um, cause low thyroid function in most developed countries. So if you're in the United States or another developed country, that's probably the reason that you have low thyroid function. Now, there are other ones as well. And so we'll talk about some of these. So you can actually have surgical removal of part or all of the thyroid gland. You can have nutrient deficiencies, as Dr. Jones mentioned previously. So one would be iodine. In fact, you can get too much or too little iodine, which can cause problems. You can have zinc deficiency, which results in decreased thyroid conversion and actually um, other problems directly inside of the thyroid gland itself. Um, you can have irradiation causing low thyroid function. You can have trauma causing low thyroid 
function. Um, you can actually have infections which trigger thyroid disease and thyroid gland dysfunction. Um, those can be viral infections. You can actually even have fungal uh, infections of the gland itself or infections in the intestinal tract, which can cause those issues. Um, we have gut dysfunction. Now, I, don't, I don't know how many were on this list here, but each of these we could dive into in a ton of detail. Um, but really, oh, and I would say actually one that's really important here as well is um, excess dieting. Okay. And so um, a lot of calor caloric restriction, excess dieting. Um, I would say even on, on the flip side of that excess weight gain. So remember, if you, imagine you are somebody who's gained, let's just say 50 to 75 pounds, you're going, you're biochem biochemically inside of your body. You're going to be completely different than you were when you were 50 to 75 pounds lighter. That's going to impact leptin levels, thyroid levels, you know, uh, uh, other hormones, which uh, impact fat storing capacity, such as insulin uh, and so on. So you're a completely different person. I think weight gain itself is a really high and pernicious cause of hypothyroidism that really isn't, um, I think, given enough attention to a lot of patients, you know, because there's sort of this, this chicken and the egg thing when it comes to your weight and your thyroid. It's like people will say my thyroid caused me to gain weight. But I think on the flip side, I think your, your weight gain also causes thyroid dysfunction, right? I mean, we know that there's a lot of problems related to uh, weight gain and, and how it impacts your hormones. So I, I don't know how many I went over there. I would say seven or eight. Those are probably some pretty common causes. You know, there are plenty more, but I'd say that we sounds... at least probably touched 95 plus percent of them there. Yeah, there's one that I've been catching a little bit more in clinic is iron deficiency. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. catching that like, wait, oh, wait a minute here. You know, you see iron deficiency anemia. Next, you know, you run thyroid and they're both low. And it's like, okay, now we got to know the root cause here. So, yeah. And, and that's interesting about getting to the root cause. And, and this is, it's, it's like, I, when I made that comment earlier, like, man, I thought you were a Canadian naturopath because, like, when I, when you talk and when I look at your information, it's kind of how we're trained to look for the root cause to treat mm -hmm. the whole person. So, you don't see that a lot. And people that are coming from the conventional medical program. So, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, that is great, great information. So what we're going to do in part two is now that we know what to look for in signs and symptoms, we know what tests to get to recognize the signs or to confirm those signs and symptoms. And now we know what the root causes are. In part two, we're going to talk about how to create the master plan to recover from low thyroid function or hypothyroidism, how to optimize your treatments and how to master this and become a better, more optimal human through improved function of the thyroid. So thanks Dr. Childs for part one. Oh, before we go, because in case someone, you know, doesn't want to wait until part two. Oh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. I don't know, no one's doing, no one's doing that. They're waiting no, no, they're, they're, they're saying, yeah. So how can we find you? Yeah, uh, it's really easy. Just uh, you can uh, Google my name, just search my name, Dr. Weston Childs. I should pop right up. Or you can go to restartmedical.com um, or restartmed.com. Sorry, not restartmedical, restartmed.com. And you'll see all my information. So I have, you know, some 400 blog posts. I try to go real in depth on those, you know, several hundred videos, 100 plus podcasts, things like that. Just really all designed to help thyroid patients and people with hormone imbalances feel better. Like that's really just my goal. And so uh, if I can do that, and, um, you know, that's why I agreed to to come on here with Dr. Jones. I, I like what he's doing. I like his mission. And so, um, yeah, that'd be the best place to find me. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Be on the lookout for part two. We got more great information for you and we'll see you soon.